0: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be
1: legit. All right, fresh out of college, Gary Vaynerchuk, and fresh out of college, which was a stretch, that's for sure. Gary Vaynerchuk <laughs> grew his family wine business, the Wine Library in New Jersey, from about three million to $60 million in just five years. During that time, he was among the first to use the internet to promote the wine store, and also created the wildly popular Wine Library TV. He now runs Vayner Media, one of the world's hottest digital advertising and marketing agencies serving Fortune 500 companies. Along the way, he became a prolific angel investor and venture capitalist, investing in companies, and maybe you heard of some of these, like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Uber, and Snapchat, among others, before eventually co-founding Vayner RSE, a multi-multi-million dollar fund investing in tomorrow's companies. You can also see Gary on a regular basis on the Daily V and the Ask Gary V show on the internet. Gary Vaynerchuk is also a New York Times bestselling author. Four times. Four times over. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. And a very sought after public speaker, the king of the keynotes. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Great Nation, Gary.
0: Oh, the clapping. I like this. Ben <laughs> Ruby, I'm super excited right now.
1: Listen to me. Yes. A lot of people know who you are. Yes. We're going to assume that our Heritage Radio. Yes. Listeners don't know who you are. Okay. You have a very, very interesting and colorful sort of journey to where you are today. Yes. And I think they'd love to hear about it.
0: In my world? Like
1: 20 minutes talking about
0: it. I was doing my first book signing in uh, Columbus Circle. <laughs> I had a huge crowd and some weird guy with a huge mustache is like, you need to be on radio. And he just would never leave me alone. And that is your host here, everybody, Mr. Ben Ruby. Uh, and so... That, that is was that the is
1: show we did on series.
0: which was a lot of fun. And let me tell you, listening to his early kind of uh, remarks here, I was way better on the radio than he was. It and was, it was your show. <laughs> I, I created it and co-hosted it. You did, I mean, listen, I brought you in all the time because I needed that crutch. And now to watch you now be the star of your own radio show, yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very humbled to be here. I'm also a proud employer of your entire family. And I'm really excited about this. I mean, this is going to be an all-time classic to watch. But my story is very simple. It's actually quite classic. It's very much a lot of people's grandfather's story, which is my family immigrated uh, from the Soviet Union and I was a merchant. Like just a, cla- you know, lemonade stands, baseball cards. It led to me being involved in my dad's liquor store. I hated beer and wine.
1: You were way more active as a kid. Than most of your friends. Oh, I'm. There was lemonade stands. Yeah, and a baseball I mean, card.
0: I, I I tried to sell my sister. I mean, I was out of control. I mean, like you know, my, my, my family. This weekend we were uh, we were celebrating Thanksgiving, and my dad was making the joke that if eBay was around when I was in in high school, that <laughs> he would have come home one day and there wouldn't have been a single thing in the house. I have high energy, no question. It, by the way it's driven by gratitude and the understanding of all the opportunities we have if you're sitting and listening to this and you don't understand the opportunities we have you know it's it's a losing formula because there's so much opportunity there's so much opportunity for the ones that understand themselves I deployed a lot of self-awareness at a young age which allowed me to be a poor student but hone the skills that have become the foundation of my life which are people skills emotional intelligence salesmanship business structures went on to build you did the intro so we don't need to
1: go into that. But you you always made the case that some kids were not built for four years of high school and four years of college and parents didn't recognize that and didn't nurture it. No, At least I, your mom gave you the support and the space.
0: Perfectly Parented, the book that I will write one day that will speak to how to raise an entrepreneur from an entrepreneur's perspective of being perfectly parented and yeah and I, and I think it's interesting uh, Sam you know it's, it's um, We're starting to see the conversation amongst parents to having an open mind of allowing their kids to do different things and it's very exciting for me to see because I grew up in the 80s and 90s when going to a good college was the single blueprint. When I was making $3,000 a weekend selling baseball cards but getting a D in science, I was a loser. Today I'd be on the cover of Inc. Are you kidding? I'd be on the cover of Fast Company right now. And so it's very interesting to see the uh, the world change.
1: So. This is a wine show. Oh, okay. So we gotta talk a little (laughs) about wine.
0: I'm excited about that. We're not
1: gonna talk exclusively.
0: No, I can see that. We haven't said a damn thing about wine uh,
1: yet. you know, we start with the wine thing. It's sort of reminiscent of wine and web. Yes. Where we talked a little about wine and we'll talk a little about social media. But anything in the past, I mean, you wanna... I I did set you up with that uh, intro, which didn't leave you much.
0: No, but I mean, mean from a wine standpoint? No, 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 we'll
1: get to that, But anything else?
0: No, no, I feel great about
1: everything. All right, so... Most of your life was consumed with wine, up until not that long ago. That's right. You know, I mean, your your, your family business, your dad. From you know, fifth, you got involved with running the business. The, Wine Library TV was huge. I mean, do you, do you miss that?
0: Or? Yes, but but there's something. How? I'll tell you how. In a fun, well first of all, I mean I was literally texting with Brandon right now writing tomorrow's wine Brandon offer.
1: runs Gary's
0: store for him. Yeah, my dad, Sasha's friends. store, by right. the way, if, if he's listening. Yeah. yeah I don't He'll want him, him to kill you, you, to kill, kill, you kill you, kill um, you.
1: Russian headline. Uh,
0: listen, I think that um, a couple things emerged. So just for everybody who, who, who I know, a lot of you don't know who I am, from 15 to 34? It's probably the only thing I cared about except for the tail end of baseball cards at 15 and, and the beginning of technology at 30 so like it is the core of my life, my obsession, passion of wine and the wine business and then what I didn't realize and this is giving you the answer, I drank a Dalforno Amarone last night, seven years ago I would have drank that and everything that would have been happening in that moment was Who can I sell this to? What's the margin? How do I get more of an allocation? And last night I just drank and I'm like, my God, this is really good. Uh Uh-huh. It's crazy. Think about this. For everybody who's listening, if you grew up in the sports business, for us, oh my God, that athlete. Oh my God, this. You you, you have an amazing, media career, right? People would freak when they met Howard Stern. It was your normal day to day. You know, what you learn and what everybody listening knows is no matter what you do for a living, when you're deep in it, you start really easily forgetting what made it magical. You know, you went to Hollywood to make it, you kind of make it, the first 15 times you saw a star, you lost your mind, you text your mom, you called your mom back in the day. That's right. And so what happened was I, it was a commodity that i sold i loved the business i loved the farmers the artists the winemakers i loved it i loved it but it became my business it was always only my business it's no different than social media by the way people ask always ask me what's my favorite social media platform i've only known it from a business standpoint i didn't grow up with one i went on twitter and facebook early to build business so i've never had a natural relationship with social networks and so
1: but business and personal Yes. Personal is business. For me. For you that's too. right, that's right. You and so brand.
0: and so what's happened the last year or two, Sam, is I've actually become a wine consumer and it's been fun.
1: So let's stay on that for a minute. So as a consumer and having the past, are there any trends or anything going on in wine? that you notice now?
0: Yeah, so I still keep a quite a, a close communication with Brandon and my dad and know a lot about what's going on in the industry. I think one of the things that's really fascinating to me is much like I was very right about Burgundy's explosion a decade ago, I, I'm positive. What
1: preceded that, Bordeaux?
0: Yes and cold California cabs.
1: It, it shifted to brewing.
0: Yeah. Not for,
1: because of the Chinese, just...
0: A little bit for a few minutes, but just by logic.
1: Right.
0: You know, once Parker became not the only voice in wine, people started saying things like... We'll get
1: to him in a few seconds.
0: Okay, I'm always trying to set you up. Um, you know, what happened was, as Parker became one of the most important voices instead of the only voice like he was for 15 years, along with Wine Spectator, what happened was people started deploying logic and they said, you know, there's 28,000 cases being made of Chateau Opryon or Lafitte and there's 330 of this single vineyard, you know, Burgundy, and so just supply and demand kicked in.
1: So that allure of collecting.
0: Because don't forget, man. Parker got kicked out of Burgundy. There was a lot of controversy was there. Was a Cali
1: cab and Bordeaux.
0: And Rhone, and Rhone, and he, but but he loved Burgundy. But and I, you know, truth is, I won't speak to it because I don't even fully. I never fully knew the story. I could recall it. He had a controversy with a couple producers. He stopped reviewing Burgundy. That's why he brought on Pierre Roumani way back when, when he first introduced another critic and so what happened was Burgundy just wasn't that important to the high net worth individuals of America and then they became it and then supply and demand kicked in. I believe the same thing will happen to Barolo. So my big prediction here on Heritage
1: Radio Network. On the Grape Nation. On the Grape Nation. Where Where we're bringing wine to the people. We're bringing wine to the people. So the trend is? The trend
0: is If you're a collector and you want to buy some wine for your kids' weddings, or like the guy who hosts the shows made some good money on flipping some wine, he made some good bets, uh, I would buy small, tiny production, highly rated, sought after Barolo, Bruno Giacosa, red label, stuff like Conterno, single vineyards, you know, because I believe that Barolo will become a dominant wine of choice of the next generation because it sits in between that Pinot Noir, Cabernet, Cycle. It has it,
1: the finesse uh-huh. and the complexity, but so the power. Let's just drop a little knowledge on our Go research. ahead. So, Barolo is an Italian wine. Yes. It's from the Piedmont section. Correct. Pauly, which is one of the great wine-growing regions. It's made the by grape, Nebbiolo. The grape is Nebbiolo. Where people who know Tuscan wines is predominantly San, San Gimberi. That's right. And it's probably more Burgundian than Bordeaux. It's, you know.
0: Yes. It's it's definitely when you pour it, you can see your fingers through it. Uh, But it has a huge amount of power more so than most Pinot Noirs and it definitely has an old world style less fruit and uh, it's amazing with food and it's very popular. By the way, if you're a novice, this is a very big time wine. If you're a hardcore wine person listening, you know this grape, you know this region, you know this wine. I just think they're underpriced in the same way that you can I
1: was. Go 30 to 100. There's
0: yeah, I mean, some of the. 30, 40. There's a ton of stuff at 50, 60, 70. And when you go to like 90 and 120, I just think those wines are gonna be 500 and 800 in the next generation. In
1: in their category, they rival wines that are like two, three, four.
0: That's a really good way to put it. So that's exactly right. An $80 Barolo to me is the equivalent quality value of a $300 Bordeaux, of a $300 Burgundy, of a $200 California Cab. So you can really do some damage in the quality price ratio.
1: So take that to the bank because I agree with you. You know, I, I I think that's a good call. Thank you. But I have a question when you say Barolo is that implying that Tuscan wines the super Tuscans and all that have sort of been on the scene and run their course or Barolo will sort of
0: I think it's gonna surpass it. I think it's gonna be a very similar thing to collectors that... that um, they
1: haven't had the run that Tuscans have had, you can say, right? That's Sessicaia right, that's right. The, the, There's the, a handful of
0: Rick, Rick mm-hmm. who just made his first big check at Goldman Sachs at 28, he's gonna buy at the restaurant, trying to press the girl that he's trying to hook up with that night, Good a door. Tig, oh, tig a, Colorado, a a a Salaya, He's not going to say, "Hey, baby, check out this, you know, Aldo Conterno. Right. you know. And so, to me, uh, that's where the opportunity lies.
1: I, I, I think you're right on that. Now, what I,
0: by the way, Rick's girlfriend in that scenario is Sally. Okay.
1: All right. So, taking that trend, let's talk about trends in social media that affect wine. Okay. And I the reason I said we'll get to that is you were alluding to it because I think Burgundy, which was not well covered, was now available on the internet with Burghound and whoever, all these other
0: You know, it so wasn't Alan, it wasn't it wasn't Alan Meadows Burghound. it wasn't Tanzer. it was it was these e Robert Parker forums, right? right? It was wine berserkers. Right. It was these nerd wine forums, and auction Talking prices. That's street, right. Literally. That's right. But but by the way, the high class street, the board yeah. the boardroom, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, the I mean, yeah. there were and the range. Yeah,
1: guys that can afford a four hundred dollar bottle, and a guy that never drank anything. That's right. That's right.
0: And the community's so were
1: full. So social media? affected wine. A lot. That's a bigger A lot. So you what are the
0: uh, your your strikingly handsome son that's with us right now who's you know raving to two in the morning and hooking up with chicks. Nope. He I know he doesn't even start he starts, it he doesn't even he start his snap he doesn't even start his snap story right. until two. Yeah. He You know, if he didn't know me and you, he, exactly him, how old are you now? 27. The 27-year-old New Yorker making a couple bucks, going out at night, he's gonna follow four or five sommeliers and actually produce his knowledge from those people, not from the wine spectator. And so that's how it's changed it, right? right. He, he's absolutely now being influenced by Andre Mack or Lauren Maniac or, or all the Psalms that now post something and so he's gonna see a snap or an Instagram review of a wine and he's gonna save it and he's gonna walk into his local wine shop and be like, do you have this? And so that's how.
1: So the base of people who disseminate information is huge.
0: Democratized.
1: They're reputable because they're bombs they're retailers. 100%. They're people who drink a lot of wine and have a good taste and all.
0: I remember saying something so early on. It's that's a community on. thing. It is. It's, it's, the, it's the internet impact on society in every category. Right. But most of all, it's fun to look back when I said in interviews about Wine Library TV that I was the preview, not the anomaly. As you know, because you follow the space, I got a lot of credit. I was first. I was first on YouTube. That was a good call. I was first. I was the first person to carry a lot of weight in the wine world that wasn't one of the five or six wine magazines. For sure. and so Total outlier. That's right. Wine Library, all that. Wine Library TV became this huge thing. I could sell a lot of wine or kill a wine. Uh, People bought and drank wine because of what I said and I was doing it strictly through YouTube and what I remember being right about was yeah I've got some charisma and I've got my thing and I'm gonna be special but this is gonna happen for everybody. Anybody good enough and what I also thought and it played out was okay well I'm good on video but as I remember thinking Blogger and WordPress because those were blogs back then. As the, you know, I didn't really know social. Nobody knew. I didn't know social media was coming. You know, and so obviously Instagram, as we can all who's listening understand, what an easy platform for anybody to be a wine critic. Take a picture of the label, write two sentences, Mazel Tov.
1: From. Famous sommelier to the guy next door. That's right. For sure. All right.
0: As a matter of fact, you should, are you creating content, like the wine that we're about to taste and you taste with other
1: guests? We, we have Instagram. Great. Right. We have, we'll get to Snapchat. Okay. It's just because I'm too old and lazy, but I'll get there. Um, we're on Twitter. We'll get there. Don't worry. Ben is helping. All right, so let's.
0: I mean, let's, Ben's the only meeting Ben's ever had with me at VaynerMedia was, hey, I don't want to be too pigeonholed as the Snapchat guy. <laughs> I mean, that's how hardcore he is Snapchat, and that
1: you're. We not, haven't you, done one Snapchat. Jesus. All right, so let's let's move. Where's away. Jake? Let's move away from wine. We had some good insights on wine. Let's talk about you know really where you've established yourself of late. Let's start with VaynerMedia. So okay. you built a marketing machine which I know this because I've been around you from the beginning, basically based on your intuition. You decided I'm gonna build this business, here's what I'm feeling, this is what I'm gonna tell people, is that an accurate portrayal of what VaynerMedia is?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I am building an agency, full service, does everything so I can use it for myself and my future business behaviors for my whole life. It's got to be so weird for you because it was when we first
1: started meeting each other. When I pitched you for the show, you were down in Tribeca at a the At a group space. That's right. Way before there was WeWork and all that. That's but right. I was an Israeli guy. That's and right. Tribeca. Honey. And, Sunshine Sweets. And you probably had 12, 14 employees. That's right. So tell people how big the agency is. So
0: back then we were, that's probably right, seven to 12 people doing you know 800,000 a year, and uh, and now we're 725, 735 people doing 100 million a year. We've done that in you know seven years. So globally, London, global the whole thing. Country. It's really cool. You know, it's um, listen, <laughs> I'm trying to. think, I know a lot of people are listening that don't know me, so I'm going to try to hedge on the ego here. I suck at a lot of stuff, but I'm a very good businessman. And if I decide to do something and well, stick just to while it, while
1: I have you here, yeah, and you know I'll see you a lot after, this yeah, and, uh, and I could use this for the future. Just tell me one thing you suck at. Oh, a lot of things. Give well, me so, one that you really suck at. Science? Science, okay. <laughs> Everyone science. sucks at science. Um,
0: r- running fast. Okay. I'm fairly slow.
1: Okay. A um, white Russian guy. You
0: know? Um, but, but to make it even, you know, um, yeah, yeah. That's about it. Science and running.
1: All right. <laughs> All right, so you have the agency, <clears throat> and I mean, I, I've been around advertising and marketing a long time. I think the, the business has changed incredibly. Tell me your duration at VaynerMedia in general, the changes. Yeah. The differences.
0: I mean, the first meetings I walked into—Campbell's, Pepsi, the NHL—they didn't even know what Twitter was. And I don't mean like they hadn't checked it out. It was like, hey guys, you should be on Twitter and Facebook. And they're
1: like, what's Twitter? So the major part of that answer is as social media was coming into the advertising world. We were there. That was. I was right that was your intuition 100%. and that's, that's an important part of the agency.
0: It's the important part of life. Right? It's how I married my wife. It's how I was built the wine business. The internet. Yes, J date and the intuition of our first date. I was like, this is my wife. That was a great decision. It's how I built wine library. I was right about the internet itself. I was right about Spanish Australian wines when nobody wanted to hear it. And then Wild Duck Mucks getting 100 points from Parker. I mean, my my narrative is pretty basic. Like I I have a good nose. Um, what I think I do really well is I bet on it. And so like for everybody listening, so this is less about me and more about you, Like, how about this next year? If you get anything out of the Grape Nation, maybe this inspiring moment, how about for once in your life if you've never done it or for the people that have done it a couple times but not in a long while, how about just going all in on something you believe in? Now's the time. Like What what are you waiting for?
1: You say that all the time. I believe in it. And I know you believe in it because that's why you say it. And it's never too late for anyone to go all in. Look at you. Look at me.
0: Seriously. I love that about you. Yeah. No, I mean don't be humble. you're a character, I, you know what? Guys, just so everybody knows he's red as a beat, you're listening to one of the great dudes of all time, and the way he takes compliments makes me laugh because just for if you haven't picked up on it yet, I'm great at taking compliments. I take them very easily, and to be very frank, expect them. Um, but you know, yeah, man, look at you. Like, you know like you know, first of all, you're young, what are you 54?
1: No, I'm older. 55. But we're not
0: gonna get it. Oh, you're 60. Right, right,
1: right, right, right. Jesus Christ.
0: You're 64. I'm like your dad. Yeah, man. no, you're 61. You're 61. Your I forgot. No, you're not. I'm you're my mom's age. age. That's why I'm trying to do the math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 61, and you feel like you're 16 to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to me that's the, that's a hundred, and by the way, I know 61 year olds that are dead because I come from a country where people died at 60 so a lot of my mom's and dad's contemporaries, they think at 55, you kind of shut it down. I had lunch today with Steven Ross, my business partner. He owns the Miami Dolphins. He's one of the richest men in the world, right? He's 76, the entire lunch was fire. You know, I was like, listen. If you keep acting this way in modern medicine, in 15 years you're gonna be rolling this hard. He's like, it, it was funny. I was trying to like kind of give him. I was trying to give him something. He looked at me like, of course, of course. At 91, I'm gonna be fucking on fire. So oh, can we curse? finish yeah, me Okay. Yeah.
1: So the nice thing about that is it's easy to talk to a guy like that. That's why you and him are in business together. He can relate to you. Do you think He's I want? He's in awe of you.
0: Forget about him for a second. Do you think I'd be sitting here? If? If you weren't the same, you're, I mean, you know, like. No. You know, it's not a number, it's how you roll, it's what you do. And by the way, let's try to tie this into the show. Can you guys all please do me a favor? If you have not tried a style of wine ever before, go buy that wine tonight. If you've never had a Tanat from Uruguay, if you've never had a Verdéjo from Spain, if you've never had from Argentina, a Banuel, which is Late Harvest Grenache from the south of France, like stop
1: Bourgeois
0: anything. Nouveau <laughs> By the way, Beaujolais Nouveau is dead. It's lost all its momentum. It? Yeah.
1: Because Beaujolais is kinda
0: hot. Well Beaujolais crew yeah. Beaujolais, right. that's real shit. Right. Um so for me, for me, this works in the most micro things like what you drink at wine, and it works at the most macro levels of like your life. It's 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 that.
1: Agreed. Alright, so working at Vayner, yes. running Vayner, yes. speaking all over the country, Yeah, Let's world. I'm global. World, world. This past week, I think you were in Lisbon, London, like, crazy. Let's talk about, we talked about wine social media trends. Just kind of get me up to date with social media trends. House party. Really happening today. House party. What is house party? I know what it is but tell our listeners.
0: Um, well, you tell our listeners. I want to hear you explain it.
1: Well, I'm not that sure because I haven't embedded. But okay. I watch the kids. I think it's a video platform where yep. multiple people but yep. limited to a certain number, yep. four, six, can get on FaceTime and talk together yep. and just you know yep. have a good
0: time. It's a, and, what is it, six or eight? Eight right? It's an eight. And it's up if to eight people. You know somebody they
1: can come in, but <laughs> it's the stranger a, is a connection. That's right.
0: So it's an eight-person face. You know, it's an eight-persons FaceTime if you want. It, think about this. Think about how many times you wanted to watch that football game with all three of your buddies, but you're in different places. It's the closest thing to replicating that that I've seen. And and the the onboarding is incredible. Like we're house parties, winning. And by the way, full disclosure. This app used to be called Meerkat, which oh, which I, I think some people have heard of. And I was investing from your cat. so before I get into like why I believe in it, um, you should know that but if you knew anything about me, you would know that I shit on my investments as much as I herald them. Um, they've got something right now so they're high. They
1: have legs you think?
0: I don't know, it's very, I wouldn't, it's early. It's early. But it's got traction, so it's happening. Marco Polo? which is not an investment of mine, but another communication app, video, like conversation, like they've got some traction. So there's some new emergers. Is
1: Snapchat already sort of a mature, they made it, they're going public thing?
0: Yes, but, what's happening is Instagram's feature copies have definitely slowed some of Snapchat's growth. And so it's been fascinating.
1: Instagram
0: reacted to Snapchat, right? 100%, but, but how one reacts is the most important thing. No, 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 I know you're not. They've reacted in a way that has been uh, successful. Um, ben, you, uh, you have less views on your, on your Snapchat over the last three months? Yeah. And by the way, from Ben, how many do you get? One fit right, so small numbers to my, you know, tens of thousands pushing a hundred thousand. We've all felt declines, and uh, and so you know, Snapchat's gonna have to address that. On the flip side, Snapchat spectacles and like, there's just there's so many things going on. going on. There's so much stuff going. on. What about
1: on. everybody talks about Twitter and their survival and what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, is, is are
0: they gonna? Have, I don't know. You know, because because they're a public company, I hate to make predictions about Twitter because the board may do something uh, another company may come in and do a hostile takeover by buying all the stock like i don't know but i will say this they didn't innovate enough over a 5 year period and allowed other things to happen which allowed people to you know chip away at their market share they were never mainstream enough Normal people they, never fully they didn't understood pivot it.
1: Pivot when they could have
0: Yeah, and, and I wouldn't call it a pivot. They didn't feature ad. Think about Snapchat. They add shit every day. It feels like Instagram. Look at all these changes. So quick iteration matters in technology companies. And uh, and I don't think Twitter did well in that way.
1: So the future
0: not bright. To be seen. Not bright. But here's what I will say: that Twitter is needed. We need a water cooler of society. So, whether Twitter makes it or not, I don't know. But can much. It make it just as that
1: because everybody thinks it should be even more.
0: Um, I do think it can. They need to. Uh, somebody. Again, what Facebook did to MySpace. I think somebody could do to Twitter. Looks a lot like it, some different.
1: A good example is they were, and you would know better than me, they were sort of on the money with Vine. I mean it was a hip idea. Was it their inability to kind of carry it through? It was
0: Jack's brilliance as an entrepreneur and CEO to know to buy it. Um, it was very hot. Very hot, uh, it shut down. Well, they bought it and they put it into a big company and you're, you've been in corporate America. Didn't
1: you know how didn't that make works. Make fly, you yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, let's
0: talk What do you drink on Thanksgiving?
1: We had Barolo.
0: <laughs> no shit.
1: Which is great with turkey. We had a Turley's Zinfandel. Very nice. Which is like a velvet hammer. Yep. We had a Pinot Noir.
0: Was it a Pinot? Was it? When did we do one in Web Eleven?
1: We did Eleven.
0: Um, I created a character named Pinot Gino. It's actually, it's your my, Twitter handle. My logo. Avatar, yeah, my Twitter
1: handle. That
0: is my drawing.
1: Fun fact. We had a uh, two thousand three Pave de Bordeaux. Oh, so that's, nice. Heavier, you know? that's nice.
0: That's nice. Did you have, right, did, so you have that, did you have company?
1: Just the kids and some friends.
0: Did the kids bring some friends? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah.
1: All right, so let's finish up because we have a few other things to do. Let's talk about Vayner RSE. Okay. So you have an opportunity to execute all your experience and go out and invest in companies. And try to build the companies of tomorrow. Tell us a little about it.
0: It's a fund that I ran the last two, three years. Uh, all the money's deployed. Me and Steve were partners. We deployed 25. Steve Ross. Steve Ross we deployed 20. Yep. We deployed 25 million dollars. Matt Higgins, Phil Toronto, Kerry Kellogg, Sean Chang. A bunch of people involved on our side. Uh, we made a big investment in Snapchat. Good. Uh, we made um, we made some big investments. Yep. Good. We just had a big. Resi could end up being really good. Um, we we. Just had an exit, Beam, Casey Neistat's company. Neistat, uh, it's company. I love saying that. Um, to CNN, we've had some Brave.
1: Casey's huge. Huge the time. To huge the business.
0: Um, uh, uh, brave, which is sold to Turner. We've had a nice little run here. Um, we still have some great companies. Pure wow. People
1: out there, finger on the pulse, looking for the next thing. Yep. Ready to invest. Yep put the money in, Yep. mentor?
0: Yes, but I definitely never promised that. There's a couple of things, you know, Micmac, an investment we made, I'm on the board so I'm doing that. Um, But, you know, my time is such an issue and so I never wanted to bullshit anybody and say we're gonna overly mentor. Uh, But I do and I meet with my my startups but, um, um, not to the not to that level. that may be a chapter in my career in the future right um, but right now I'm just too busy operating Vaynermedia um, and then well, place thing. yes
1: And it's sort of exciting because what we like and what we do, Vayner sports, yes, which is sort of the newest. The newest Vayner, Vayner, Vayner thing, yeah. yes. Tell
0: uh, Va- us about that, my brother AJ left Vayner Media in March or May, um, at, and we're now doing Vayner Sports. It's Jerry Maguire. We want to sports.
1: Sports management.
0: That's right. Mar, uh, we'll do the marketing for them as well. Help them get, you know, sponsorship deals, and we think we got something. We have analyzed the agency world. We think that a lot of sports agents. Uh, do not do enough by the so you can talent. Rip
1: their faces off?
0: I want to rip their faces off. That's exactly right. Thank you for using
1: one of Is my favorite there, terms. Are there any parallels to looking for the next company for Vayner RSE and looking for the next athlete for Vayner Sports? That's
0: exactly right. And much like VaynerMedia really disrupted an established industry. Um, I want to do the same in Vayner Sports. I want Vayner Sports to be a real player against CAA and Rock Nation and things of that nature. And so I'm, uh, I'm really excited about it, obviously. He's
1: about a year old.
0: Yeah, it's not even, not even. It's really not even. This is really our first class. It was, it was called Symmetry Sports. AJ and I bought the majority stake. We did uh, Mooc Williams and Brian, uh, and so they are partners and they are the actual registered NFL agents. Uh, and so it's, um, it's really exciting. Nice.
1: Yeah. We, we wish you the good luck.
0: Well, thank you. I mean, how fun is it when we eventually rep a jet? Ah, uh, well,
1: just. Full disclosure, we were at the Jet Tailgate and one of your Chinese yes. was yes, there, burning you know, from a big college. Yeah. Oregon, QB, big position. Big Time, yeah. You know, He's in so the CFL, great kid. You're, right. You're on. He
0: was on today's right. Daily V. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun.
1: All right. So yes. That's the business part of it. I do a thing every week called the wine list. And I don't want to leave without you doing a wine. List. Okay. It's something Let's do me. it. So I'm gonna ask you a bunch of spontaneous. Let's do it. Issues. Some are pretty pretty pedestrian. Alright. They're wine related. So what wine are you drinking now? Is there something, is is Barolo the answer?
0: No, this is gonna blow people's mind if they follow my career. I am drinking California Chardonnay.
1: What, give me some makers.
0: Um, What am I drinking, a bunch of?
1: Aubert, Kistler, Kongsgaard.
0: I'm I'm drinking Aubert, I've been drinking a bunch of Aubert. Uh, I've been drinking a bunch of. Um, uh, no, yes, I actually have been drinking Those a little are bit of. P- yeah, these are I'm an expensive character. Uh, Sabragia, uh, which it's makes Braggia some ni- makes some nice single vineyards, um, and um, it, fr- Fran- uh, here's one that everybody can find. Uh, Francia, I, Francis yes, <laughs> Franciscan cuvee sauvage. So um, so Kutz family. So for some reason. A style of wine I made fun of for a decade.
1: You're, you're ordering in restaurants for pop
0: and, thri- and thrilled, and care- Pats and Hall, and thrilled if somebody makes fun of me because I'll nice. punch them in the face. Um, you know, so California Chardonnay, I'm proud of it. I, there's something that's hitting my palate right now that works for me.
1: Nice, unusual answer for you. Yep. All right, give me a favorite wine and food pairing.
0: Um, I would go with uh, Late Harvest Riesling from the Alsace and Captain Crunch Cereal. Okay. Sweet on sweet. Sweet on sweet. Alright. Sweet I square. I pretty
1: much guarantee the listeners that that's the only
0: time you'll ever hear that. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Alright. Favorite wine restaurant or wine bar? Is there a place in the city that's impressed you? I mean, you're out of a lot.
0: I am. Um, historically, it was Crew and Veritas. Right, the
1: big wine.
0: Those were just so fun for me. That was the prime of my career, and they were big wine restaurants. Um, I uh, I love when Terroir popped up. He crushed Paul it. Rickon, he, he's the best. Um, still got a couple. of them, yeah. Trying to think. There was. I feel like there was actually something that kind of really took me aback, and I was impressed. You know, uh uh, call it Charlie Bird has a fun list yes. he's well he's also Colorado beast and Wars Robert came and from Rob crew yeah. yeah um uh yeah I mean I would say I would say those stand out all right
1: favorite all-time wine
0: I may be able to answer this. go ahead tell me if I have go ahead. a salon champagne so that's true I would tell you that uh 82 salon champagne is re- Up there. and I've said that in the past the most fanciest the fanciest wine I as my favorite wine is 47 Chevel
1: 47 Chevel Blanc
0: but i was young oh i was young
1: you would like to get that back
0: i would i yeah. was young and i feel like i forced it you know how like ugly dudes get really hot chicks you when they're famous really have to explain right to me. I got so it. yeah so i feel like i feel like i was built i was sold on the brand of it um, and so 82 Salon, I think, you did a great job there. I would say that is way up there. 85 Sasakaya, even though we razzed, I I razzed Tuscany a little bit earlier. Um,
1: Alright, so good answers. Let's move to the next one. Okay. Reach back to your retail experience and your current knowledge. Yes. Because my listeners love this one. Best wine under 15 bucks, give me a red and a white best wine no, under 50, like yeah, ben, I got it. go over to dinner with two bottles, cost them 30, and they drink more expensive than they taste. What's the wines he should be carrying? Oh, you know
0: what? Where's my phone? I actually, oh, then give me my phone. I actually, I'm going to answer. So let me, let me uh, buy myself some time because I'm actually going to be a specific one. Um... For sure, and you know, I haven't wavered on this 10 years later, Portuguese red wines are incredible.
1: Okay, Portuguese and, red, and value.
0: And I think those are incredible. What is the predominant grape? Um, so, Torriga okay. Um which is nerdy, and I, I apologize for that. So, Foxglove Chardonnay, 12 bucks, available nationwide, really good, super high on that. And then, Promeo Malbec, P-R-O-E-M-I-O, $11. Malbec.
1: Drink. Malbec's a great heavy.
0: Great, wine. I know that Ben, you know, lives in Argentina, Argentina or whatever his name is, you know. So, uh, I'm a big fan of that. Eleven dollars.
1: Right, those are good ones. Thank you. All right, last question. Yes. Best wine app out there today.
0: From my, you know, I'm an investor. In Delectable, but it seems that Vivino has won that game. Seems like everybody uses it. I see it all the time.
1: So Delectable was around first?
0: I, I don't know, to be I very honest with was. you. I don't know.
1: And then Vino came around. I
0: think v- you're it's Vivino, right. right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The people that are shifted to yeah.
0: Vino. And Vivino's and always had a little bit of a lead, and now it has a
1: macro lead. All right, so will you stay with us for our weekly wine sip? We're going to taste the delicious wine. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Grape Nation. We've been talking to Gary Vaynerchuk, and we'll be right back. So Gary, I've known for a while, is probably the most astute wine taster I know. He has an incredible nose and palate. So we're gonna let Gary, we're gonna take a sniffy-sniff and then we're gonna throw it over the tongue and let's talk about what we're looking at and drinking.
0: So th- this is such an iconic wine. First of all, thanks for sharing it. Um, um, you know, the color black, dark, unbelievably. 13-year-old wine. Which is incredible because it usually loses some of that intensity. It rusts on the edge. On the nose, it's got hardcore black jam, a little hint of heavy black really black, by the way, like super juicy, feels like you're smelling red flute, fruit, blueberries, blackberries, black fruit as well for that reason. Right. A, l- a little hint of tobacco on the nose, on the tail end, get you a get a little smoke.
1: Graphite charcoal smoke.
0: Yep, 100%. Whether it's a match or a little bit of tobacco, it depends on your nose, that's what you'll get. On the palate.
1: Mouthfeel. feel?
0: So this is interesting, right? I don't know for D rock you and Ben, you know, depending on where your wine palettes are, you can feel a little bit of the tannins on the back end, but they're so soft.
1: They are very soft.
0: And usually it's bitter.
1: Tell people what the tannins are.
0: It's it's you know how you you, you that puckery, tough flavor you taste when you the taste red wine.
1: The, from the skins, the seeds, the stem.
0: Yeah, all the stuff that isn't the fruit, as you can imagine. And by the way, very easy even if you're underage to learn this. Go take a grape. Like eat the skin versus eating the actual grape, that transcends into red wine. It gets bitter. If you remember the old bitter beer face commercials, which I thought was really funny, by the way. Anyway, nonetheless, what's great about this is this is what aged wine's all about. This wine, eight, nine, ten years ago, would have felt hot on the back end because the alcohol oh, yeah, and that's, of course. So this is an elegance. You know what this is? This is like a 42-year-old distinguished. Gentleman, who's got a little gray coming in, still right? Still, still handsome, like was moja. was an absolute like boy band rock star, handsome at 19, heartthrob. Timberlake. Timberlake would be a great comp. 42-year-old Justin Timberlake is what this wine is, and so I, I like that it's balanced, long finish. I'm still tasting it. And, much like 42-year-old Justin Timberlake, and he's happily married so I don't want to wish this on him, but still has plenty of game, right? This wine can probably last another 15 years easily. Easily in the bottle. Having the fruit in the bottle, I mean, it's really good.
1: So, if we had a look at traditional ratings, yes. 100 or whatever, where do we uh, slot this one? Yeah.
0: If I was doing Wine Library TV, I'd probably score this wine 96 plus points.
1: Which is high for you. Very. You know, 92, 93 is a damn good wine.
0: This I is remember a. Remember, we is drank big. a
1: Spotswood on Grape uh, yes. Wine and Web. Yes. I think he gave it a 99. It was, it was one of the most profound. It was great. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Thank you for uh, tasting it with us. What would this pair with? Bloody red meats.
0: Pittsburgh styled black and blue. Black and blue, like, red on the inside, uh-huh. and
1: all that. Uh huh. Alright. Alright. If you have a question, a wine happening or an event, hit me up at sam at GrapeNation.com. That's Sam at Grape Nation. Follow us on Twitter at Benruby and Instagram at SBenRuby. Oh. Thank you to our guest Gary Vaynerchuk for taking time out of his very busy schedule to mm-hmm. join us on the Grape Nation. Yep. Heritage Radio Network is a member supported nonprofit radio station devoted to all things food and wine. Heritage needs your support during the big end-of-year fundraiser. A contribution in any amount not only supports HRN's 34 weekly programs, Mm. but also comes with exclusive member benefits. So if you like good food and wine, and you love good food and wine radio, throw a little dough our way. Will (laughs) ya? Okay? Will ya? You can go to heritageradionetwork.org backslash donate. That's heritageradionetwork.org backslash donate. David, my engineer, showing me a t-shirt. You can get t-shirts, pot holders, all kinds of... Uh,
0: Couple things I got to run because I'm missing a family, a school, my daughter's school function all right, That's I how much that. I love you. But here, two things, one, uh, David's amazing. <clears throat> two, I really wish you could recall my first live radio read Commercial, oh which was God. an utter disaster. And by the way, I want to give you depth.
1: You document in Ask Gary V how you overcame that.
0: So Ben Ruby, this wonderful man that you're listening to, runs in after the first one. I crush the creative, but then we get you're to the commercial. A guy that has
1: no, you know, Nothing. lack of Nothing. being verbose.
0: Nothing. I crush the creative, really. and. It gets to the commercial time, I take the paper. This is something true. I can't read, meaning like I'm not good at it. So I read this ad. It is literally the worst execution of my career in public. No, it was like Stella Beer is a beer. It was it was the worst. It goes to commercial. I'm like I'm like holy crap. That was the worst thing I've ever done publicly. He runs into the booth and he goes, "Listen to me." never read it either. He just did stuff. The next time you do this, look at it right now. Read make some notes. There. Just do, do, your do your thing. Right. The next time I came around, I don't know, maybe all-time great? Yeah.
1: Rockstar. All-time great. Rock star. I love you, man. All right, thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. I'm Sam Van Ruby, and you've been listening to The Grape's Great Nation. We'll see you next time.
0: Podcast listeners, I really appreciate you giving me your ear. I respect it. I appreciate it. You want a one-star this shit? Cool. But if you want a five-star
1: it, even better.